Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Wednesday, November 23rd. Glad to be able to be here behind the radio mic and hope that you are doing well and appreciate you listening to the Light and Truth Radio and the Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Well, this is Wednesday. I'd like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service. We'll be saying more about that at the end of the program. But tonight we've got special guests with us and our oldest son, Joshua. We're planning on him preaching for us tonight as his family's in visiting with us for Thanksgiving and my in-laws as well. So if you can come 7 p.m. tonight at 1415 Island Ford Road in Madisonville, Kentucky. Here's a good song by the family, and then the message from the Word of God that I trust will be a blessing to you. And then a short message, just a four-day message on this week's broadcast. We're beginning that today, and we'll continue. We're looking at Romans chapter 3, verses 19 through 31. I'm preaching today on when I survey the wondrous cross, talking about the death of our Lord Jesus, the blood of our Lord Jesus. We began this message a couple of days ago, and we started, of course, with the introduction. And then on yesterday's broadcast, we talked about the road. We talked about the cross being a crossroad for sinners. In other words, a change of direction is made at the cross. Now, today we're going to begin the three points that we're going to be looking at. First of all, and today we'll just deal with this first one, the universal guilt decried. The universal guilt decried. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Turn in your Bible, if you will, to the book of Romans chapter number three. I want you to hold your place here. I'm going to come back. This is going to be my main text. It's what I'm going to preach from. But I've got some verses that I want to read in other places as well. First of all, we'll start in 1 Corinthians chapter number one. Hold your place there in Romans three. We're coming back. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17, the Bible says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Amen. I underline that phrase for the preaching of the cross. Amen. Now turn, if you will, to Galatians chapter number 6 and verse number 14 down towards the end of the chapter. But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Amen. I underline that phrase, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of Christ. Now just a couple of pages over Colossians chapter number 2. 1, I'm sorry, chapter 1 and verse number 20. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 20. And having made peace through the blood of His cross... By Him to reconcile all things unto Himself. By Him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Of course, I underlined 
that phrase through the blood of his cross. And then one more, Hebrews chapter number 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Let me say something about the blood of his cross. You know the cross didn't bleed. He's talking about the blood that the cross caused. The blood that was shed on that old rugged cross is what he's talking about. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2 verse number 9. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Amen. Now he doesn't mention the cross specifically. The word cross is not in Hebrews chapter 2. But it's talking about the suffering of death. I underline that. That he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. That's talking about the cross of our Lord. Now turn to Romans chapter number 3 and I'll read you my text and bring what I think will be a short message. but A lot of text reading, but a short message out of Hebrews or Romans, I'm sorry, chapter number 3. And picking up verse number 19. These are familiar. I trust you're familiar particularly with chapter 3 of the book of Romans. Chapter 3 and chapter 8 are great, wonderful. And chapter 9, chapter 10, they're all good. But those are some special chapters in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 3, verse number 19. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. I'm going to stop just a minute. I have read and have heard men in meetings, men say that that verse is talking about the Jews, only talking about the Jews, because it says to them that are under the law. But he clarifies he's not just talking about the Jews. He says that all the world, it's not just talking about the world of Jews, he's talking about all the world, Jew and Gentile alike. Every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. What are we guilty of? We're guilty of sin. Verse 20. Therefore by the deeds of the law. There's the deeds of sin is what made us guilty. By the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified by his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? Here's the answer. It is excluded. Nobody has a right to boast. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. 
I'm going to just read on to the end of the chapter. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid we establish the law. I want to, I want to notice particularly verse 19 through 26. I want to notice in verse number, uh, let me see if I can find it here and spot it right quick. Verse number 25, he talks about declaring his righteousness. Verse number 26, to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness. Where did God declare his righteousness? On the cross of Calvary. That's where His righteousness was declared. I want to try to preach this morning on this thought. When I survey the wondrous cross of God. Uh, let me let me give you these three points real quick. I said it's going to be short. Number one, there's the universal guilt decried. The universal guilt. Verse 19 down through 23. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it said to them who are under the law... That every mouth may be stopped. You ought to underline that. Nobody's going to escape. Nobody's going to have an excuse. Not a valid excuse. That every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. And when it says may become, it doesn't mean that they have just arrived at guilt. But they may realize their guilt. They may be established as guilty. That's what he's talking about. Verse number 20. Therefore... By the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. By the way, witness, the law looked ahead to a perfect sacrifice. Amen. The law is our schoolmaster pointing us. By the way, telling us, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're, that's what the law's about. Telling us we're wrong. But it's also pointing us, looking ahead to the cross. And the prophets, that's who they prophesied. Jesus said that all the prophets wrote of me. In the volume of the book, that means in every page of the book, it is written of me. Amen. The law and the prophets looked to Jesus. Amen. Prophesied about Jesus. Verse number 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God. Which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned. All have by the way. Sinned. And come short of the glory of God. Now, sinners don't stop there, but I'm going to stop there just a moment. The universal guilt is decried. When we come to stand before God, nobody will be able to honestly say that we are not guilty. We'll never be able to say that we are guiltless toward the law of God, except those that are under the blood of Jesus Christ. Every mouth may be stopped means stop running your mouth. Stop making excuses. Every mouth may be shut. We might would say it that way. Amen. Why? Because deep down we know that we are guilty before God. Amen. Amen. I heard just recently about somebody that was in a court case and they went to run in their mouth at the judge. Uh, let me tell you, that don't go well. 
does not go well. I've known of men that have spent the night in jail because of a big mouth. In the court. They wasn't even on the stand. He wasn't even going to be caught, but they ran their mouth in the courtroom. Amen. Contempt of court. They get locked up in the jail, spend the night. I'm telling you, he said, there's going to come time you're going to have to shut your mouth because you are, you know, deep down that you're guilty before God. God is totally righteous. His word, His law, His truth is totally righteous. But we're not. Amen. We don't measure up. We're guilty before a holy and righteous God. Amen. As I said, there is the guilt, universal guilt. He says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We not only stand guilty because we stand in Adam, but we stand guilty because we've stepped into sin ourselves. Amen. We were born in Adam. We fell in Adam. But we stand guilty because we have stepped on the pathway of sin ourselves. Amen. We have gone astray. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Amen. We've wandered off. Every one of us have sinned. Even to the smallest child. Amen. Have sinned before a holy God. We have transgressed God's divine law. We have gone astray from the Word of God and from the will of God that Brother Moyes was preaching on this week. Everybody has. Amen. The preacher, the Sunday school teacher, the deacon, the singer, the musician, the people sitting in the pew, the drunkard, the harlot, the thief, the policeman, the judge, everybody. Everybody has sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. The Jew, the Gentile, the rich, the poor, the ignorant, the educated, the red, yellow, black, or white, they're all unrighteous and guilty in His sight. Amen. Amen. We've missed the mark. You know, that's the idea, come short of the glory of God. We've missed the mark. Whether we want to admit it or not, We'll get, we're guilty. By the way, that's what the entire Old Testament's talking about. The whole Old Testament is dealing with the fact that we don't measure up to the righteousness and holiness of God. Amen. You want to know how bad it is? Turn over a couple pages backwards to Romans chapter 1. Let me just read you some verses. I'm not going to have you turn to all these. I've got several written down. I'll have you turn a couple. Romans chapter 1, verse number 28. I could read a bunch there, but 28. He says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. We're seeing that today more and more and more. Reprobate means useless. They can't get a grasp on reality. Amen. Verse number 29, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. And by the way, that's not just talking about Washington, D.C. That's talking about Madisonville, Kentucky. Amen. Verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God, and they know it, by the way. They know it's wrong, deep down. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do it. That's the kind of movies they want to watch. That's the kind of books they want to read. That's the kind of music they want to dance to. Amen. They enjoy 
that that is against God. That's what he's talking about. Turn over to Romans chapter number 14. This is at, towards the end of the book. Romans 14. I'm just showing you how bad it is that we, that universal guilt is decried. Romans chapter number 14, verses 10, 11, and 12. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I saith, or as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Amen. Every one of us is guilty, and every one of us is going to stand before God one day. Second Corinthians 5.10, you don't have to turn. He says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according as he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Hebrews 9.27, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. Jude, there's only one chapter, verse number 15, says to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against Him. There's two words in that that's used over and over in, in Jude, verse number 11, or verse number 15. Ungodly. He says ungodly, 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 ungodly. And then the second word is the word all. All, 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 all. How many are sinners? All the world is guilty before God. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. You know this well. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was not, uh, there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell gave up, or delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death." And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. We know there's at least two judgments. There's the judgment of uh, the judgment seat of Christ where the believer is going to stand in judgment. And then there's the great white throne judgment where the sinner is going to stand in judgment. There's also going to be a judgment of nations. There's different kinds of judgments that we can see. But particularly what I'm saying is, saved or lost, we're going to stand before God in judgment one day. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying sin is a universal problem that is a guilt problem. Amen. And sin is something that must be dealt with. Amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. And I would like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service Every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., we'll be meeting here, Lord willing, tonight for that. We'll have special time of prayer around the altar, special time of prayer requests taken from the pulpit, and then we'll have preaching from the Word of God, as well as some good singing together, congregational and perhaps special. Love to have you come and be with us for that service tonight at 7 p.m. We are easily located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. 
Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.